Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kate, Kiwi, and BP. Hello. Me how? <laughs> Hi. Today we're going to be playing Boop, period, end of statement. Designed by Scotty Brady of Hughes and Cues. The artist was Kurt Covert of Pandemic's Claire. It was published in 2022 by Smirk and Laughter Games. Every time you place a kitten on the bed, it goes boop, which is to say that it pushes everything else away. Line them up to win. It's like herding cats. The mechanics are grid movement, pattern building, slide push, and square grid. And the box art? Uh, it's adorable. Yes, there's um, a little cartoon cat in the middle, I guess, I don't know, Pokemon style? Just uh, in yeah. terms of... Um, That's fair. In terms of the, the face, the those little, like, I don't know, describe those eyes, the big... Big round eyes. The big round eyes. Yeah, so cute little cat and uh, little paw prints. And fish bones yep. in the background. And it looks like they've done up the background to make it look like a quilt. So it mm. looks like stitches to create the squares. To, and I, uh, I would have described it as like a Sanrio-esque, like a Hello oh, Kitty yeah. style. But I could see Pokemon as well. Yeah, that works too. Um, there's a cute little catch line at the bottom. A very thinky game for two clever cats. <laughs> um. and apparently it was a 2023 Mensa Select winner. Mm. Which is... I don't know if we've, I don't remember which ones we played, but I don't know that. I yeah, love all I think, the I know, games. There was one I, I liked, I remember. Played, but yeah. All right. Uh, would you pull this off a shelf, Kate? Yes. It's, it's very cute. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'd be curious what boop is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, uh, BP. Yes, I want to know what boop is. Mm -hmm. I mean, you get to say boop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say no. I like I like the cover art. The boop is enticing. Um, but honestly, even though it doesn't say it on the box, the fact that it says Mensa Select, and, and I'm sure it's on the box now that it is one. I, I don't know. That always kind of makes me think it's just going to be an abstract puzzly game, uh, which although I know there is at least one Mensa Select one that I did like, so. I, I could be wrong, but I don't know. That always turns me away from games. Kiwi? Uh, I think, you know, the, the box art and the description, and then when you actually see the components, make it look like a kid's game. So before I knew it was like a Mensa Select winner, I think I would have said no, and I think I'm still leaning towards no because it's kind of giving me kid game vibes. Not to say that kid's games are bad, but that's just sort of the vibe it's given me. That's fair. But we've, we've played, uh, what was the... My Little Pony style, uh, my, scythe. Little scythe. my Little My Little Scythe, yeah, and that was the same way, and that was not a bad game. So, yep. who knows? But I'm gonna still go with no. All right, uh, how do we think it's played then? What are our mechanics? Grid movement, pattern building. Well, we're we definitely want to be putting cats on the bed to build a pattern. What cat pattern are you going for? Uh. <laughs> Good question. Uh, are the cats different colors? Do we need um, a gray cat and an orange cat? Color, color cat, cat combinations. Yeah. Could be. White cat, spotted cat. 
Um, skinless cat. Well, the cat's terrible. So am I. This became a horror game. Yep. Uh, so they push other cats away because cats don't like other cats. That checks out. Yeah. So I think you're bumping cats around a grid. Um, we maybe we get a card that has a pattern on it, and it's like mm. your cats like to be, um, you know, in this shape, like a T Rex of cats. <laughs> T-Rex. Yes. Okay. T-Rex. Okay. Um, I don't know. That's the first shape that came to mind. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not even, it's not even a shape. Yeah. Uh, it could be. Okay. <laughs> okay. How big is this bed? Um, it's a California king. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's a small T-Rex cat. Okay. <laughs> it's a small, it's a baby T-Rex. Uh-huh. All right, uh, history of uh, T-Rex cats, BP. Mm-hmm. Um, so the history of quilting, the stitching together of layers <laughs> of padding of fabric date back to around 3400 BCE. Um, quilting, uh, interestingly enough, uh, as it started off, was uh, a luxury item. And... Um, Featured, in fact, uh, more embroidery. So it kind of reminds me of our tapestry game in that the embroidery was what was featured, not um, the actual like block quilts that were put together. And just for reference, the tapestry game that y'all designed, not the actual game tapestry. Right. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Um, one of the earliest decorative works we have is the Tristan quilt from 1360. So just uh, kind of we we know quilts from discussions and other uh, textual references from earlier. But some of the earliest textiles we actually have date from the 14th century, uh, a Tristan quilt uh, portraying the story of Tristan and his old um, in embroidery uh, and is currently on display at the V&A Museum in London. Um, in the United States, quilt making was pretty common in the 17th and early 18th century, but again, um, not made with leftover scraps of material like we tend to think of uh, for later they were again seen as uh, ways to exhibit fine needlework. So featuring embroidery, they were also seen as luxury items since people who had the time and skills to conduct embroidery were normally of the elite um, as opposed to right day laborers. It would have been much more economical to have uh, kind of woven coverlets for our commercial blankets for everybody kind of your everyday person. Um, So yeah, by the time you get to the mid 19th century in the industrial revolution and the civil war era, quilts become much more prominent, uh, much more widespread and start to become still uh, much more kind of works of art featuring the fabric much more so than some of the embroidery, but still featuring some of the embroidery. Um, Sometimes, of course, embroidering abolition um, poems inside the works of art. There's been studies recently that have been conducted on 
um, not just abolition works of our art in quilting, but also uh, the underground railroad uh, works of art in quilts. So kind of served as this um, rebellious, I would say, uh, nature in the 19th century as well. So there you go. There we go. Maybe our cats will be rebellious on their quilts. Well, it's a cat, so they don't follow rules to begin with. Uh, okay. Well, Eric, I think, was actually the closest that anyone has ever come in any event of any episode to how to play the game. Shapes? Fuck well, yeah. not that part. That, <laughs> that, that, part, that part was way off, <laughs> but other bits were good. Uh, so in this game, I think we're cat people. Probably cat people. Uh, we're trying to put our kittens on the bed, lining up kittens so they graduate to cats because that's how it works. <laughs> uh, then we want to line up our cats in order to win. Uh, so the first player is the last to have most recently pet a cat. Well, did, did which, you pet him? I did pet him. Okay. I forgot that this was a thing because I made this earlier this week. But uh, so I pet a cat like literally before I came in the office. So uh, and we're going to be doing this uh, tournament style like we did with that time you killed me. Uh, seeding was done with the overall win percentage for recorded episodes. Uh, so by uh, 12 hundredths of a point, Eric retains his first seed from the last tournament. Uh, but I was able to nudge Kate out of the second seed. Uh, PP still fourth. Uh, so our opening games are going to be Eric versus PP and Kiwi versus Kate, which is exactly the matchups we had in the last time. <laughs> it's just the, the seeding has changed up. So on your turn, you're going to place a kitten onto the bed in one of the available spaces. All the pieces from both players adjacent to this spot are pushed one square directly away. If this pushes them off the bed, they're returned to the owner. These booped pieces do not cause a chain reaction. Uh, if a cat or kitten would be pushed into a space that's already occupied, then it's safe and doesn't move at all. After placement and booping, uh, check to see if there's a line of three kittens from the same player. These three kittens are removed from the game permanently, and the player gains three cats into their supply. Uh, if there happens to be more than one row of three, only select one row to graduate. If you have all of your pieces on the board without any complete rows, select a single kitten to graduate. If you have both a row and all eight pieces on the board, the player can pick which method to use, but not both. Once you have a cat, you play with them the same way as you did a kitten. Cats cannot be booped by kittens, but they can be booped by other cats. Cats can also boop kittens. Uh, if you have a row of three cats slash kittens, you can still graduate the kittens, but the cats are put back in their supply while the kittens are removed from permanently. Uh, when a player has lined up three cats after booping, uh, they win. And a player who can also win if they have all eight cats on the board at the end of the turn. Sounds and those are actually all of the rules. All, all I heard from so that easy. were the words. Boop, cat, and kitten just repeated and remixed together constantly. <laughs> yep. A lot of cats, a lot of kittens, a lot of booping. I'm very curious how this is going to go. So let's play. We just finished a game of boop. To recap, we played it tournament style. So the first game was um, me versus BP and I won. And then Kiwi versus Kate and Kiwi won. And then for the runner-up bracket... Uh, Kate beat BP for third and fourth place and uh, Kiwi beat me so Kiwi was the grand champion 
strategy? Uh... I just tried to block my cats so they couldn't get pushed. So I was basically just trying to make sure that I pushed your pieces to a place where they could either be beneficial to me or hurt you uh, or not help you, I guess, not necessarily hurt you. And then, yeah, it's weird because like the strategy is line up three cats because that's the and like I don't think I saw the winning move until about a turn or two before. And then I realized, oh, I could do this and this and I could set myself up. But I definitely wasn't it wasn't like chess, right, where you could be like, oh, my first 18 moves are this because that's the, you know, whatever's gambit. Uh, It was like two turns earlier. I saw, okay, I need to go here and here and that will set me up for this. But yeah, it's hard to explain. Yeah. Uh, Anybody else strategy? BP, Kate? (laughs) (laughs) Not not really. (laughs) She's just staring at my screen. <laughs> just uh, tried, tried to boop. Yeah, just boop cats, and I mean, trying to prevent them to get cats would is the best thing. And when you have cats right. and they don't, then you're in a good spot. But mm. um, it's hard to do. So, uh, theme. Did you feel like you were cats on a quilt? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a abstract chess like game. So, yeah, you're not really. Um, there are cute cat peoples. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess in the real game, there's a quilt like game board. So that might be nice in person, but especially playing online. No, not really. Yeah. I mean, I think even with those things, it's still not really a theme. It's just cat stuff. Yeah. <laughs> as, you, as you play an abstract game. No, I felt like I was playing checkers or chess. Mm-hmm. Kiwi? Yeah. No, I'm right there too. I was bringing up a picture of what it looked like, you know, and pretty much, yeah. If the if the theme is we are cats on a bed, definitely wasn't there. If the theme is we're cat people trying to put cats on a bed, like maybe that's a little bit closer, but even that's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, table presence, BP. I mean, I think in person it would be cute and catch your eye. Just the meeples are so cute and it does come with that kind of quilt covering that goes over the box. So I think it has a unique presence to it. Uh, nothing really to add. Yeah, exactly no. what BP said. Cats are cute. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's still always going to look like kind of a gridded game, kind of like Santorini. Even with Santorini and its fancy buildings, it still kind of looks like a grid yeah, I, d- I do like the idea that they like tried to use the box to create, you know, make it look more mm-hmm. like a bed, which kind of adds to it. But again, like you don't really need that. It could have just been a box, you know, or a little fold out board. You could have made the box even smaller by making it a fold out board. Uh, mechanics, Kiwi. Um, so, I mean, we compared it to chess, but I think, you know, it's a little bit different in that you're not trying to capture pieces per se. You're trying to push them into place. So it kind of felt like a mix of maybe checkers and, you know, those little like slidey puzzles where you like tried to, you have to slide around the pieces in order to make the picture. That's what it like a combination of those two things is what it reminded me of. Um, So I thought that that was an interesting take on like chess and checkers instead of capturing, you're just pushing stuff around. So Uh, BP mechanics. There were mechanics. Yes. Grid placement, slide push. Uh, I 
pattern building square yeah. grid. Definitely a square grid. Nailed that mechanic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't play a lot of these types of games, so I can't say it's anything new. But it's new compared to the few that I have played. So. Um. Yeah. I. Nothing really else. Um. Yeah. I guess it. It felt like checkers of chess and like the the way that you're playing, the way that you have to balance your moves and anticipating what yeah, the other like person is doing. Mechanically it was different, but it yeah. felt very similar to um, how you have to think, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Guess how so. dare you make me think. I mean, like the way you think about things. Right. Like try to see all the different options. If you go here, what is this, you know, chain reaction? And then what does that get me? And what does that get you? Same kind of like feeling as when I'm playing chess, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, rules. How is it learning the game? Oh, that's me. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty easy. The rules are fairly simple. Yeah. I was thinking about that as far as the mechanics go is that they're, they're, yeah, pretty, uh, there's not a lot there, but it's interesting the way that they, they do make the game work. And, um, like the, the fact that there's the two, there's the kittens or the cats, um, but as far as learning it, it's, yeah, there's not a lot. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, you can get your head around the way it works with the booping and the movement, but you don't really, um, yeah, and it's just a matter of, like, learning how to make that work for you to win the game. But, yeah, understanding it is pretty simple. You could play with kids. Yeah, I mean, I think the learning part was the curve was low, but the strategy learning aspect is high yeah Mm -hmm. definitely uh rule book kiwi i assume it was a page uh it was actually four pages long but Uh there's like uh lots of graphics uh lots of pictures i mean one of those four pages is just a diet like title page so it's not even like um they do have a bit that for adjusting for younger players so it basically takes out the concept of graduating. So you just have the eight kittens and you're just trying to get three kittens in a row. So you can, I don't want to say dumb it down, but you can make it a little bit easier for kids. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, the only thing I went into the rule book for was the one like if somebody boops mm-hmm. you into a line of three, do you graduate on their turn? But based on how I read it, I, felt like you didn't graduate until your turn which makes sense because then you know then i would have immediately had kittens available or cats available and that seemed like it was a little bit too much of an advantage yep uh but that was the only thing that i went back into the rule book for so uh they're very very simple rules very easy to teach and i think i agree with bp it was a lot more like trying to think through stuff vice you know understanding the complexity of the rules uh player interaction uh i mean chess and checkers a level of interaction yeah oh i mean yes you're you're trying to like i said like figure out if you make this move what does that let them do and you know thinking three turns ahead kind of thing and i hope this episode's like 45 minutes long the first 20 minutes is just us talking about the game and then the last 25 minutes is just the outtakes of us just going boop 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 Boop, 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 Because that's that's the amount of interaction we had was yeah. just saying boop yeah, the whole it, time. It's one of those like the bore, high 
bored state interaction, but low social interaction, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Um, it, that being said, we did play four games in about an hour. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it's quick. Yeah. Uh, would you play it again, Kiwi? I think I would. I don't think it's something that I would put in the, to the collection, but I don't think I would be a put it. It's definitely not a kid's game unless you like make the rules to make it more kid friendly. Uh, I'm not going to put it in the collection, but if someone said, hey, let's play Boop, I would play. Uh, Kate? Um, yeah, I think similar answer. I don't think that I personally love this type of game, um, but I would play it again. Actually, similar, but maybe opposite answer. Like, I think I could play this with kids. And so if I'm playing with, like, family that, you know, they would want to play chess or checkers. I'd be like, how about we play boop instead? Yeah. Cause it's quicker <laughs> and <laughs> we'll be here for and two hours. Cats. And yeah. And there's cats and you can boop. Um, so yeah, I could see myself getting it for that purpose, but um, yeah. Uh, I'm no chess stresses me out. This stressed me out. <laughs> I don't like to be stressed <laughs> out when I play games. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Uh, BP. I, I'm also a no. It just is not one of the pattern building that I am interested in. That's true. Yeah. So you, it's, well, you wanted a cooperative pattern I builder. I do want a cooperative. I don't know if I'd call this pattern building. This is mm-hmm. yeah. a little bit yeah. different. We were not making T Rexes. <laughs> yeah. we there, were were no yeah, there were no T Rexes. Disappointed. Highly disappointed. Wait, Kate, were you a I'll, yes or a no? I was a. Oh, because I, I remember when you said, oh, good. Thank God I don't have to play it again. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was going to bring that up. I was actually a little surprised that you said yes. No, I just needed a break. Yeah. I didn't want to okay. play the two back to back. I yeah. was like, oh, I want snack time. Um. <laughs> snack time, then more T-Rexes. Yeah. All right. That was uh boop. End of statement. <laughs> If you have any recommendations of games you would like to hear our impressions on, please send them our way. You can do it via email at firstturntabletop at gmail or hit us up on the formerly known as Twitter or Instagram at firstturncast and the podcasting camel says, boop. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you. Play more games. Boop. Mm-hmm. Boop, boop. Mm-hmm. boop. 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 <laughs> and boop. Boop, bitch. Boop, boop. Boop. Boop, boop, boop. It's just so hard. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. 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 No boop, sorry. Boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. Oh no. That means I have to play again.